Sonic, we've got to be the body to rock it like we're never going to see it again. We are exploding, the world is going to know it. We rock it like you're never going to see us again. Good evening, everyone. It is 6 p.m. and Pure Gold is live around 16.40 a.m. for this Wednesday night, February 20th, 2013. Welcome once again to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe Buccino and my co-host and tag team partner is David Gomez. Sir, how are you this evening? I am doing fabulous, sir. Always a pleasure to be here on 16.40 in Newark. Of course, if you'd like to be a part of the program, make sure you check us out, puregoldpz.com. We have a brand new Listen Live link, so if you click on that, you will go directly to this feed, listening to us from the radio. Of course, if you'd like to call, 714-364-4721. You can check out our Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And I actually, sir, I added a new Twitter. I know that the, the old station format has a Twitter account, but it's got like eight followers, and you know, no one ever tweets from it, so I created a new one. So I'm going to make sure to put that on pure gold. And of course, in the process, is the brand new IR1640 AM radio website. It's awesome, sir. It's absolutely awesome. What are we, um, you know, we're going to be talking to, uh, I guess, two talents. You guess? Yeah, I would say that we're definitely going to be talking to uh, two talents that we have here who are going to be joining the 1640 AM family. And, of course, folks, we've been mentioning this for quite a while. Uh, Joe and myself, well, really me, Joe doesn't do much of anything other than supply the cash that we need for the show. <laughs> of course. And uh, do content, of course. But um, I've been uh, behind the scenes working with different people, making phone calls, tweets, text messages, you know, shady, underhanded deals. And we've been trying to turn this radio station into um, a little bit more than what it is now. And currently, it's a lot of Portuguese programming. And as we always say, it's not a knock on our Portuguese community, which is a huge uh, sector here in the Ironbound area, but really we want to have more programming and we want to have more content, and we have been doing that. We have shows lined up Mondays through Fridays. Sir, it is exciting, and we have two people who are with us here in studio. Of course, we'll be getting to them separately in a little bit, but, um, you know, sir, so many things to, to discuss. I mean, why don't you us hear the show as always? Yeah, I mean, we will get to talent in a moment, but we will also be talking with uh, about wrestling. Uh, big news coming out of the wrestling world, which we'll get to right after the rundown. We'll talk about a couple of notes and nuggets about football, some baseball talk with spring training underway. The NBA All-Star break is now over and finished. I don't think anybody watched, which was a good thing. Uh, we'll talk some hockey briefly, talk Danica Patrick, thoughts on that, and... Um, you know, I think a meteor hit Russia, but, you know, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that if we have some time. Yes, sir, we, we definitely will. And uh, you tell me, what's the first thing we're going to get to today? I mean, we have so many things, like you said, on the rundown. Um, just, just many different things, sir. Well, let me just tell you that this past Sunday was Elimination Chamber, and um, I, I guess it was a pay-per-view that, you know, had some interesting results. I mean, you had... Jack Swagger, who's going to be our topic of uh, our main topic tonight. Oh yeah, one of them. We're yeah. definitely talking about Jack in a little bit. Jack Swagger wins the Elimination Chamber. You had the Shield over Ryback, Cena, and uh, Sheamus. You had the Rock retain his title. So you know you have Rock Cena two at WrestleMania coming up in about a month and and change. The one thing that um, is interesting is that uh, you know I decided not to watch all of Raw on Monday and. They picked that time because, you know, Vince knows I'm not watching to introduce a new title. And at that point, sir, 
Um, let's get right into it. I mean, Elimination Chamber was Sunday. Monday was Raw. Rock has a new title. What are your initial thoughts? Well, initially when I first saw the title, I said to myself, wow, that is ugly, but I had seen some things on the internet. But then after taking a closer look going on WWE.com, of course they have a whole WWE championship. They have all these things you can look at, the history of the belt. I actually like it. And first off, I like it because it's not the spinner, which you and I hate, and we were talking about this on the way in. But you got to understand, Joe and I have known each other for a long time, and we have on-air conversations off the air. We're literally talking about something else. Wait a minute, let's save this for the show. So we spent about 10 minutes talking about the title, and although it doesn't have the traditional eagle or the globe, I, when you look at it without the Brahma bowl plate, which I know you're going to harp on that in a minute, I just think it's a nice-looking belt. I think the W is way too big, but it does scream champion, and I think that's what they were going for. And it's not the spinner. The spinner can rot in hell where it belongs. Agreed. Because custom belts have no, uh, no what, I want to say no business being in the, in, the, in the sport of wrestling. I don't like custom belts at all. Um, in fact, I didn't like the way The Rock introduced that new belt with the Brahma Bulls on the side. I, I, you, were, you were complaining. About, I'm getting texts from this guy, 11 o'clock at night, 7 in the morning, complaining about the WWE title belt. This, this, is, this is how sick and how anal Joe is about belts. And we had these arguments and these discussions and all these different things. And, of course, we're having them here live and on the air. Live and on the air. So the belt itself, I'm looking at it, and I actually like it. Um, the, side, the side plates are nice. The middle plate is maybe a little too square, but, you know, it's it's, it's a gaudy W. Right. And they're not, ta- you know, we're not talking about wrestling anymore because uh, this is not a wrestling company anymore. It's what, entertainment? So Sports entertainment. You can't have the word uh, wrestling heavyweight champion on it anymore. You just have to have champion on it, W champions. Uh, it's still blinged out. The W is still blinged out to, um, I guess, give homage to John Cena or something. I don't know. But uh, it's still blinged uh, with the W. But the, the rest of the belt is nice. I, I'm just hoping that again. I don't need no side plates that have custom customization. I'm, I'm just huge on that. Uh, it's the world heavyweight title. It should represent the company. It should not represent any one wrestler, sir. Well, again, we talked about the Cena spinner, and of course, uh, one of our one of our uh, how should I say one of our colleagues who is here in the studio. We're going to get to this with him in a little bit. Uh, so I don't want to go too too much wrestling because we have to talk wrestling with uh, with him, but. Um, when you look at the Cena spinner, it was his custom belt. You know, ugly as it was, it screamed John Cena. Every time somebody else held the belt, I was like, you know what? It looks like John Cena's ridiculous belt. Now, you know, they may customize the side plates, but that doesn't really bother me. Um, again, it's different, and it's not the spinner, so it's a huge improvement, in my opinion, right off the bat. You know what's interesting is that um, they had so many different times to introduce this belt, a new belt, and, uh, we, again, we agree that eight years is just way too long for a spinner belt. But the interesting thing is that they didn't really use the spinner the last couple, what, years or so. They they used the belt. It didn't spin. But it was interesting to have the rock. I mean, uh, maybe I'm overanalyzing this, but the rock didn't say throw this piece of crap in the garbage. He said put this belt in the Hall of Fame. Almost, for me, leading to a potential triple threat at WrestleMania, not just a rock Cena 2. Well, I think that there's a there's a good possibility that, that is what's going to happen. It's going to be a triple threat, like you mentioned. And I personally would like it. I think it would be a good thing. I think there's there's definitely some room uh, to have that because it looks like Undertaker won't be wrestling. So if he's not wrestling and suppose he's going to wrestle CM Punk, I mean, Punk needs something to do. On Raw, did it seem like it, it, we went back to those stupid uh, John Cena-Randy Orton interactions? Basically, Punk goes like this. He lost the match clean at Elimination Chamber. He comes down to the ring and says, you know, 
Uh, you won some gimmick match. You were number 25 in the Royal Rumble. You threw some people over, and you won a title shot. Well, I deserve the title shot. And John Cena says, you know what? You know, maybe I will give you that title shot next week uh, to see who goes to WrestleMania. I, I thought it gave me deja vu of when Randy Orton and John Cena had those super interactions that we used to make fun of. What Joe's referring to, folks, is that uh, when we used to have our little conversation about AIM, which is how this whole radio show got started, we used to literally, and I would be cracking up on mine, and I know we had these in-person conversations, the way that things went when Randy Orton and John Cena had all their feuds, it always became that. It's like, yeah, you beat me seven times, Cena, but I want one more title shot. And Cena's like, you know what, you deserve it, and he gives him a title shot. And that's exactly the logical booking uh, loophole. And people are complaining, and not just you, a lot of people are complaining that uh, Punk is getting the title shot, it makes no sense, and he's, you know, the heel versus the face. I mean, they could probably figure out a better way. And again, I don't think that Cena should have won the Rumble. They could have given him another title shot. So, I mean, however we get to it, it it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in typical WWE lack of logic. That's, you know, it's going to play a big part there. Albert Del Rio will carry the World Heavyweight title. He beat the Big Show via submission. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It seems like, you know, let's let's get right into it. The big news is that Jack Swagger wins the Elimination Chamber and then just, what, a couple nights ago or last night gets um, gets arrested for drinking and driving and uh, is now probably off of the WrestleMania card. Well, the interesting thing, folks, and go to WrestleZone.com or go to, you know, E-Wrestling News or whatever website you go to, and Jack Swagger is on TMZ with his stupid face and this guy who has the push of a lifetime, and, and I'm not sure if, if our one of our guests, and I haven't heard him by name, there's a reason for that. I'm not sure if he knows yet. Um, but Jack, actually, yeah, you know what? He put it on Facebook, so I, that's where I first saw it. He gets arrested. How do you have the push? Did nobody learn anything from Rob Van Dam? He was the WWE and ECW champion for three weeks, and he lost everything and was deep pushed, and basically Sabu was fired immediately. And, um, you know, Van Dam got kicked down the toilet the proverbial toilet, because of alcohol, because of marijuana. He had a bunch of weed in his car, and he was a big pothead or whatever the case is, or still is a big pothead. But I, I just don't understand how anybody can sit there and think, you're a professional athlete, and we get upset when, when you know, Jason Kidd does it or any other of these schmucks. If you have all this money, and, and Swagger's not making zillions, but he has money to hire a driver. He has money to take a cab. Don't ever drive drunk. Don't ever drive under any influence of anything. Um, but he... I can't imagine he's going to stay in the, in the the title picture. I can't imagine he's going to keep his title shot. He's not the champion, so there's not that advantage. He's the contender. They could write him out next week, and he's, this whole push, Zeb Coulter, all this other stuff, it may literally be flushed down the toilet because he couldn't, you know, stop smoking the Woody Johnson crack pipe everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's an easy fix, though, sir. I mean, you have Dolph Ziggler, who has the uh, a contract for the World Heavyweight title, so it'd be interesting to see if they slot Dolph Ziggler in or if they have a match with, you know, Albert Del Rio against Show again and maybe that uh, Dolph Ziggler cashes in. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they'll play that out with uh, now that Jack Swagger is probably going to be on the out, suspended, or maybe even kicked out of WWE in general. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a bad idea, sir. I'm not – I don't know why he would do that. I have no idea what the purpose is. And, you know, right now I'm going to introduce one of our uh, colleagues here. We have King Firehawk is his name, and – you know, I know him better as Pat, the caller from, Pat from New Jersey, from Boston, Open. But we have Pat, a.k.a. King Firehawk, a.k.a. I don't know what other aliases this guy has, joining us here. Pat, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing darn good, Pure Gold. And uh, luckily, I only got two aliases. <laughs> so it's one person, two names. Either one works for me. 
But uh, I'm digging the, the wrestling talk, digging the studio, loving the Captain America shirt, and uh, oh, feeling uh, pretty pumped about home here, man. No, definitely, definitely pumped up, and Pat, you know, we're glad to have you on. Um, got a little technical difficulties here for some reason. I'm not hearing Pat's microphone, uh, folks. You can hear it through here. But you know, when we when we do all these things, we have all these talks and whatnot. Um, Pat, we're botching a spot. We're, we're botching a spot. Head, you <laughs> um, there you go. Hear me now, hey. <laughs> Now, sir, I have a question for you. Your co-host, you mentioned that he may be calling in. Uh, what's an area code by chance? Do you know? Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't remember. I put the because uh, I'm I'm one of these guys now in technology. You put your name in a phone. I never see that number anymore. But uh, that could be anybody from the wrestling world. As I put it out there today, that King Firehawk is coming down to Pure Gold, and uh, hopefully, we got a lot of callers today. Uh, interested in your show, or maybe it's one of your guys. Who knows? Well, uh, we're going to go to, we have a, a, a caller here on the 443 area code, and I'm trying to do a little background scene type stuff to see who it is, but we'll just throw it on the air. Um, who is this? Uh, you are on the air with Pure Gold. Uh, yeah, my name is Joe. I'm from Baltimore. I wanted to talk to my main man, Pat. Well, Pat is here in studio. Joe, uh, you know, Pat, you want to Talk to your pal here. That is my main man, Joe, from Baltimore. And not to, we had to pay homage to some other good shows that bring us together. Busted Open, and you know very well. This is the first guy I ever heard when I tuned in to Busted Open in my car. Joe from Baltimore, how you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing good, Pat. Uh, man, I, I saw your saw your thing on, on, our, on our page, and, of course, I'm going to support anything that you do, my man. Uh, I appreciate that. As you know, uh, many guys know, we've started an organization for us wrestling fans that are upset with the belts not being traditional, the storyline being horrible, Randy Orton going through glass and in a cage with no blood whatsoever. That's not a real world. So we started Saw. Simply save American wrestling. There's so many of us out there. Joe is a card-carrying member and a, an important member of it. Big Arn Anderson fan. And uh, he's a huge wrestling guy, so I'm glad you're calling to support us. And I got to tell you, these guys are pretty cool here on Pure Gold. But uh, Joe, what's on your mind in the wrestling world today? Well, see what these well, guys. Well, listen, listen, listen. I've got a little bit of a rant, okay? Just, just bear with me for a second. And listen, I, I'm going to take nothing away from you guys that are. I know Pat, you're a very loyal New Jersey, New York customer of the area. But, but here's my rant, and, and you know, everyone's getting upset about. Uh, WrestleMania 30 not being in in, in MSG, and, and I understand that. But you know, us folks down here in Baltimore, you know, we we do our best to support wrestling. You know, we've got a bunch of ROH tapings that are here that we sell out at the Dubrin's Arena, and it's only about 2,000 people there. But you know what? They take four or five shows there. Uh, you know, maybe once or twice uh, every once, you know, one or two months, and, and we sell it out. You know what I mean? But we can't even get a daggone Raw or a SmackDown, man. We got a daggone house show or, I mean, live event. You know, man, and, and I just think that, you know, a place that has seen, you know, Bruno San Martino win his belt, you know what I mean, deserves better than that. You know, and, and taking nothing away from, from MSG, like I said. You know, we, we know that we're not going to get nothing like that, but at least give us a Raw, a SmackDown, a TLC like we had in 2011, Something, man. I, you know that's that's my big beat for the, you know, for the week, you know I Joe guess. from Baltimore. You know, and I'm talking to Joe and Dave here, and and I don't know if you agree with me or not, Joe or Dave. 
I don't think, first of all, Baltimore, Joe, that MSG even deserves WrestleMania 30. You know why? Because they don't do anything that they used to do. They don't belong in the garden on the biggest stage because they don't deserve it. The place where Hulk Hogan built with Mr. T and Piper, what are we going to have in there? You know, um, a bunch of... Rock Cena 17. Ah. You're going to have Punk Rock Cena again and again and again every year at MSG. Yeah, it's, they don't deserve that there. It's part of part of what I'm here to do on the Three Kings show when we air March 4th is I want to bring back what wrestling was and take you all with me to help change the biz. You can't change the biz if you keep funneling money into the Vince McMahon machine. Sure, he gives you, you know, something which I think is fantastic, like Zeb Coulter. Oh, and, well, uh, that, and, that's probably yeah. out the window. <laughs> but now it's out the window. So, you know, CM Punk. I've seen this guy since the minors, hero of mine, doing good, and now he's caught up in they're afraid to identify him as the man. If he's the man, why don't walk into WrestleMania and beat The Rock or Cena? Identify your man. They're afraid to do that. Joe, uh, Joe B., my, my co-host here, I need you to chime in, sir. What do you think about that? Yeah. I, mean, I, I agree with Kevin Nash. I think that CM Punk, great wrestler, looks like a fry cook at the Waffle House. Oh, I mean, Kevin Nash, yeah. There. I mean, we loved CM Punk when he was coming up. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with him. Uh, the the whole fifth wall, the whole um, his whole fourth stick, wall? or fourth wall, whatever I mean, wall you I want to. I think it is the fifth wall, the wall that you can't see. But that I mean, he's broken through, and now it's time to reward him. I agree with uh, Pat and Joe in Baltimore that you you got to um, expand, and you you can't you can't be corporate all the time. I mean. That's why I guess your platform is, right? Saw is about not being corporate anymore. Yeah, it's not even corporate. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mind the way it was in the 80s. You know, everyone's going to take a knock at Hogan. If you didn't like Hogan oh, in the 80s, the he's like a diner. You can order something else that's delicious. Jake the Snake's delicious. Tito Santana versus uh, Greg Valentine is delicious. Randy Savage is delicious. What do you have that's delicious today? Orton is stale, man. You, there's your Orton fans out there. It's the same old. They have so much same old, same old. And I just can't take it anymore. I think Joe's still on the line. Let me tell you, this guy is an old school guy from Baltimore. Great fan, man. Let me tell you, my, well, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Pat. And I, you know, like you already said, for me, Arn Anderson was the prototypical type of guy, man. Hard worker, could put a guy over and... I just think we're lacking too many guys like that now in, you know, in, you know, TNA, WWE. Uh, I just think that we need more guys that are hard workers. They don't need to have the heavyweight title, even be fighting for the heavyweight title, but they are, you know, legitimate. You know, they, they're great at what they do. And you know what? I, I've come to the point where no matter what WWE does from Royal Rumble to the, the the week after WrestleMania, it doesn't matter because it's it's like all the storylines are they, they get reset. So I think Tim Punk is you know this is a great time for him to recharge. He doesn't have to be the man right now, and you know you let Cena and, and Rock do their thing, and then come uh you know on, on the way to SummerSlam we'll have Cena and and Punk going at each other again. Hey Baltimore and, Jones. And, let me pay you yes, the biggest sir. compliment right here. Dave and Joe, who is your favorite guy who's yet to be in the Hall of Fame, who's not going in yet this year, that each one of you wishes was in there? Because I'm going to do something for you right now. 
I think the only person that I could think of who needs to be in the Hall of Fame, who should be in the Hall of Fame, and I know that my co-host would agree, would be the one and only, unfortunately passed away recently, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. All right, here's what I'm going to do for you guys since you do for me. <laughs> Joe in Baltimore, the biggest Arn Anderson fan on the planet. For two years, if I'm correct, Baltimore Joe, you are correct. Paved the way on airwaves throughout America to get Arn Anderson to Hall of Fame, and it happened. So right now, Joe from Baltimore, Dave and Joe from uh, Pure Gold here, they want their man Macho Man in. Make it happen. Make a nice sentence to get him in there, and hopefully we can deliver that for you guys. Well, Go listen, ahead, Joe. Listen, listen, listen. When it comes to guys that could do it all, I mean, cut a great promo, could could Matt wrestle, could brawl, did everything, was great in the announce booth, you know, it's a short list, but on top of that list has got to be the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage. And for him not to be in to this point is it's a travesty. And so, you know, I think some of it is a lot of that push that, you know, whatever he had with Benny Mac. And, you know, it's a shame that he did pass away because with my man Triple Ego, I mean Triple Eight. Yeah, Triple uh, Ego you know, is right. Bert, you know, you know, Fixing the, the bridge that Bruno and Vince had, I believe that he could probably do the same. So, you know, it, it's going to take a lot. And, you know, if that means that the rest of the Popo family is going to have to get in, man, we all have to make a push, man. And if that means that, you know, we've got to call every wrestling show and, and I had podcast that we got to do, man, call just say like this, man. I'm your number one fan. I, I'm on it right now. Well, I hope you check out Pure Gold, man, because these guys are treating me and Essence treating you right. So check them out, Baltimore Joe. I'm so pumped you called. You're the man. Hey, Pat, man. It, it's already done, bro. 6 huh. to 7.30. I'm on it, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, uh, Baltimore Joe. Hopefully we'll be hearing from you soon. Uh, and you, listen, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. You got it. All right. Folks, that was Baltimore Joe calling well, from Baltimore. And uh, Joe here has been a little quiet. Joe, JB, you still there, sir? Uh, I'm still here. I just want to know, Pat, um, so this is the type of talk we'll get with your show airing, um, you know, after in the March with the new content that Dave has lined up. Yes, sir. My qu- Monday in March. Yeah, my question to you is, what was that final straw that made you create this Save American Wrestling? Well, I got to tell you, I was um, I was doing podcasts for years with a couple of buddies, and I've been a fan since the day I discovered Morocco Snooker in the steel cage. Hooked for life since then. And, um, you know, the last couple of years, as Vince, rightfully so, every fitness has the right to put the others out. With the Cena era, it's just gotten stale, boring, and PG. And I am annoyed when anyone tells me they can't do the old days for PG. And I think the Attitude Era is overrated, first of all. The 80s, there's no reason during the 80s, go pop in any tape. There's just as many kids in the audience then as there is right now. And those guys were bleeding, going through glass, steel cages, everything you could think. The road warriors are kicking butt. There's no reason they can't keep the same basic booking. I don't care who two guys are in the ring. So it basically was about 2005. I just started having enough. Sure enough, I had to credit the Busted Open show on Sirius XM because it brought together a whole bunch of guys well, I'm not the only one out there that feels the same way. And it was kind of refreshing because there are two types of fans. There's the sheep that would root for anything Vince puts in front of them, 
pay out that cash, and change will never come. Then there are the real fans who want to love the product but support the indies, TNA, uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, Extreme Rising, Ring of Honor. I love it all. And on this show, I'm going to try and bring all those, more than the WWE for everyone to hear, as well as get some of these people on to interview them and have things like that. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I can't thank you enough for the opportunity, believe me. Oh, trust us. Uh, we're we're definitely happy to have you on board. Let me ask you this about wrestling. Um, me and Dave talk about it, and we always talk about without competition, and let's face it, I can't hear myself anymore. Yeah, keep going. Um, let's face it, without competition, Vince got lazy, and I really feel like the it was cool for a night, but the night that Vince bought WCW, um, I think all bets were off. He didn't keep the company running. He folded it. He wanted to keep the... The, um, the the video of it and the audio, I guess, all the, the, the collector stuff. But he didn't want to – what me and Dave wanted to do was have Shane run WCW as a separate company, have the WWE as a separate company, have him feud once in a while, but keep him separate. Once he folded that, had no competition to worry about. And let's face it, TNA is not really competition to Vince. Um, at that point, they got lazy, and, uh, and I, I agree with you. Uh, the product is so bad nowadays. Yeah. You know, I'll say this about Vince. When he wants to work, he's a – maniacal genius, right? We all know that. And you're right. He got lazy. But more important, he got too many other things on his plate. He wants Linda to be a senator or whatever. So you got to tone it down what you're going to do. He he was speeding out of control with the attitude error. And then the bad press from the guys who were, you know, falling down from it, so to say, uh, it was too much for them. So I get where they had to hit the brakes and start over. And Cena for a new era of kids was... Uh, I guess a good start. But you're right. They they could have done so much. But you know what the problem is? Don't blame Vince. Don't blame him at all. Blame the fans who accepted it. They kept buying it, man. It's the fans. Let me tell you guys something. Pro Wrestling Syndicate uh, and all the shows working in WrestleMania weekend, for the, for 56 bucks was that god-awful pay-per-view last uh, Sunday. You spend $25. Ah, I, I saw it through some other miracle, we'll say. All right, but fifty-six bucks right before WrestleMania to watch that was is this crime? Where you could spend twenty-five hours, sit front row, see great entertainment, see good guy versus bad guy, see hot button issues, see old school, new school, and stuff. It's stuff that you have to support. You can find out about watching that pay per view exactly what happened. Imagine in your mind and save fifty-six bucks and send a message, and it gets better the next time. It's the only way. How about the fact that TNA has scaled back their pay-per-views? Uh, do you think WWE should do the same? They won't, but should they? Well, I got to tell you about TNA, which I love TNA, because I love people who dare to be different. Granted, they got to take some WWE elements, but right. scaling it back, awesome. Storylines going on. I tell you what, I don't ever want them to leave Europe. Have you seen them on Spike while they've been in Europe? The yeah. crowds are hot. It feels refreshed. You get a better insight to what guys are making a difference in the ring from the live crowd. I've been backstage at a personal tour at TNA down in um, the, the Impact Zone. It was god-awful place. You know who's in the Impact Zone? <laughs> a bunch of guys like me, tired of our kids yelling at us in the park in the heat of Florida in the summer. My God, get me in this air-conditioned building. I have a soda. And, oh, Hulk Hogan, my beer? Great. And they're half passed out by the next match. They wouldn't know James Storm if he fell on them. Those were the fans there. Get on the road, you make a difference. But you're right. Um, WWE 24-7, I buy that channel. It's awesome. It's all the history. Too many pay-per-views. It's just just crazy. And they know it. Of course they know. And the thing about that is 
like I have Netflix, you know, I actually went and I sold a bunch of my WWE DVDs because I have no need to watch them anymore. On Netflix, you can watch the history of the WWE Championship, which is awesome. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Five or six straight matches, Hulk Hogan against um, Hulk Hogan against Paul Orndorff at Saturday Night's main event for the WWF Championship. Uh, Hulk Hogan against King Kong Bungie oh. coming into the WWF Championship. Hulk Hogan against Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. I think I just said the, the Macho Man. Sorry, I got to get that right. At WrestleMania 5, uh, you see, you know, WrestleMania 6, Hogan against Warrior. You see all these classic, classic matches, Savage and, and Flair at WrestleMania 7. Uh, WrestleMania 8, I believe that was. But if you look at all these different elements, it, it, it's exciting. It's entertaining. You can watch the Rock DVD. You can watch a career retrospective. I saw CM Punk's entire career DVD on Netflix. I didn't have to go show out. 25 bucks or whatever it is to get it. And you get a cool t-shirt usually. But <laughs> who needs that? You know, Joe, you, you, if you want to watch Old School Wrestling, you need WWE 24-7 or you check out uh, Netflix. I mean, they have everything on there pretty much. Anything you can think of. You know, 50 greatest this and finishing moves or whatever. But, you know, Joe and I rip wrestling to no end. And we realize a lot of it is the internet wrestling fans. But the wrestling fans out there, they're never going to be happy with anything. And, you know, Joe, I, I want you to chime in on this. I mean, if you were going to turn around the WWE, how could you do it? We fantasy book all the time, sir. Do it live and on the air. Here, here it off. Well, first of all, I mean, we're going to go back to the titles. There's no need to have a World Heavyweight title and a WWE title. You need to have just one title. Uh, there's just not enough talent. I mean, I, I, I hate the whole, and I think they pretty much ended it without saying it, but the whole brand thing. No, the brand extension. Uh, the fact that they don't even have SmackDown houses anymore. Yeah. I mean, first of all, who watches SmackDown? And second of all, the fact that they have a separate house. Why? They only have two titles. The whole purpose of that was because they wanted the two different, you know, you have a, a World Heavyweight Championship match in, you know, Rochester, New York for SmackDown, and then at the Garden on the house show or whatever, or a live event, you have the WWE Championship. That was the whole purpose of it. Now with the brand extension being as dead as a doornail, why, what's the purpose of having two different titles? So, yes, unifying the titles is one thing that I would do right off the bat. I would also have the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title defended pretty much every Raw because that's a title I think that should be defended. The World Heavyweight title, yes, you can defend on pay-per-views. If you're going to have a pay-per-view every month, you're going to defend that one on a pay-per-view. Uh, but the, the titles like the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title um, should be definitely defended on Raw. That kind of stuff is, is a given. I think if you want to increase ratings, you, you do less of the Diva stuff, because let's face it, the Diva division has gone completely sour. It's, to me, it's a, it's a Barbie doll division. i got to cut you off for a second, Joe. This is something, the conversation I, I've had with my wife a couple of times, and uh, King Firehawk, a.k.a. Pat, uh, I want you to chime in on this. Obviously, you know, any, most red-blood Americans say, wow, you know, there, there's a good-looking woman on TV. To me, when I watch wrestling, I don't care about that. I don't care about Eve Torres doing a somersault, and you know what? I think that there should be good divas wrestling like there was in the Attitude Era with Trish Radis and Lee, etc., but the truth is, most guys don't care about that. They're there to watch wrestling events, and that's the bathroom break. Pat, sign in on that. You know, it's funny you say that, because my wife has been uh, busting me forever for uh, in having to be home on time to make sure I'm watching guys in spandex perform for me. <laughs> that there must be something wrong with me. But, you know, it's, you make a great point, because I love women. And I love America, and I love all the women all over the world. Women are fantastic. <laughs> For some reason, when they're on wrestling, hey, she's pretty cute. I'm, you know, she's not bad looking and all that. And they are great in the ring. But, yeah, at the same time, I'm usually going to get some Twinkies at that time or something. Because it, it's like, okay, 
the rest of my life is the pursuit of women. And now that I'm married, I won that pursuit. <laughs> yeah. But but when I turn on wrestling, yeah, I can't get into the women aspect. And I it's just the way it is. It's, and it's overkill too. And it's because they're taking. And, and you know, you brought up a point, Joe, about the uh, the USA and the IC belts. I almost have a heart attack weekly when I see either one of the champions jobbing out uh, in a match that I cannot figure out why would they job out the Randy Orton or even be in the ring. It makes no sense to me. It makes me want to have like an aneurysm. Pat, do you remember when the Intercontinental Champion was considered the number one contender to the WWF Championship? I, I remember the days, and I often liked those matches better. Oh, and, and that was the, the better workers, and they're always yeah. the better matches. Look at WrestleMania 3. Hogan and Andre stole, you know, it, in a sense, it was the premier match, but what stole the show was Macho Man and, and Ricky Steamboat. I always contest that Hogan-Andre, in terms of a wrestling match, is the greatest match ever because the turn, the storyline, the he can't do it, the overcoming the odds. But for a short time and a lot of time in history and in many people's eyes, they were upstaged, no doubt about it, by Savage and, and, uh, and Steamboat. And many people don't even think that holds up, but I tell you, that match with the Near falls, how many they had, was fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, those days are long gone. It is laziness. But, like I said, I can't blame Vince McMahon, who has, like, money rolling in left and right. He's not going to stop. He will never stop until we stop him. Put your money into, into Ring of Honor. Stop giving it to – buy WrestleMania, the Super Bowl, but don't buy the next 10 pay-per-views. Well, Joe, when was the last time we bought a pay-per-view? Was it Survivor Series when The Rock fought um, with he tagged up against John Cena? Uh-huh. On our own, yeah. But the last pay-per-view that we actually saw was WrestleMania last year. We have not seen a single WrestleMania since, uh, pay-per-view event since then. And why? It's because it's just too much money. Now that I have a daughter, you know, I'd rather spend money on, on uh, diapers and uh, wipes than well, spending 50 yeah. bucks on a pay-per-view that's not going to be any good. Now, guys, uh, we have a call here on hold, so I want to throw this out here. Um, unfortunately, we have to fire our call screener for uh, reasons we can't answer, <laughs> so we don't have that. But I got a 302 area code. You are live and on the air with Pure Gold. Who's this? Hey, this is Jet Brute Force. Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? My name is Brute Force. Oh, I got to tell you, this guy is a seven foot five giant in the indie wrestling scene. Oh, wow. Brute Force out of Delaware, wrestling in the indies. Why he's not on national television? You have to tell me, man. Welcome, Brute Force. This guy's another hey, Facebook on? guy, another Saw member, another Busted Open family guy, a real pro wrestler. Man, this is an honor to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Uh, hey, I thought I'd see what your take on uh, the current situation with Jack Swagger getting arrested this. Uh, I think if he hadn't got arrested, it would a great push for him. And what the wrestling industry needs, but with him getting arrested now, it's all going to go to the wayside, you know. And it's just a waste of time, a waste of talent. We talked about this about 10 minutes ago, but since you're calling, we'll address it again. You know, we were talking about this on the way to the show. Pat put it on Facebook. And I think it baffles me. I, I talk about this with any pro athlete, but it baffles me that a guy in Jack Swagger's position who is literally, yeah, he's been a champ, you know, he was a champ already, you know, lane title reign, but getting the push of a lifetime going into WrestleMania, and he decides, you know what? I'm going to get drunk and smoke weed while I'm driving a vehicle. And, uh, you know, he knows it's going to be all over TMZ. I don't understand how somebody could be so unintelligent. And I just don't understand why this guy who has this push, you know, he's being pushed to the moon and the WWE is getting, you know, the Deb Coulter character is getting people in the mainstream media 
talking about the WWE because of this character, but instead he goes and does this. I honestly think that they're going to have to find a way to get him out of the WrestleMania main event and slot somebody else in, and it's going to mess up his whole push. I mean, he may he may end up getting fired over this, and I say that because if you remember with Rob Van Dam uh, six, seven years ago and, and uh, Sabu, Sabu was immediately released right after it happened, and RVD gets the title taken off in both titles, you know, in just a week later. So, I mean, uh, you know, give me your thoughts on that. I know I'll have time Joe chime in also, but, I mean, do you do you think uh, you agree with me, or do you have a different take on it? I personally think he should uh, be fired, because, you know, that stuff happens quite a bit in the locker room, and, you know, it's covered up a lot of times, but, you know, who am I to say what, what he should be? I'm just a fan, you know. Uh, I think uh, if anybody should get the push, it should be Mark Henry, because nobody's higher right now to heal than Mark Henry. And, you, know, you know, Mark Henry can be a good world champion, like what he did before you heard last time. You know, the yeah. shame of it is, is, I honestly never get down on guys that are doing stuff, right? right. If, if if this makes sense, you're responsible and you're irresponsible of this. You know what I mean? And and that goes for the steroid or baseball and, and all sports. And the same with the wrestling, because, yeah, as you know, brute force, somewhat, what you need to take to recover from taking crazy bumps all the time, who am I to say if I'm paying to be entertained in a way? So I'm never going to judge a guy off that. But what I will say is the guy has a fantastic push of a lifetime with a legend in Dutch Mantel as his corner man, and it's going to get thrown out the window. And I was saying today, talking to people, I've been waiting for years for another type of thing where wrestling is imitating life. The whole political message of, of their agenda now, you know, in some places, it's almost like R-rated and wrong, but it's felt by people in other places. So it's a fantastic it's right thing of life. It's right on the vein of what most people think. In my character, I play a Southern character, and a lot of people still love that type of character in wrestling. But, you know, there's, you have some people who just like it, you know. There's always a spot for characters in wrestling. That, that uh, storyline is perfect, I think, for the time we're there you know uh brute force while you're on here and i want to say this to the guys one of my missions when we do start the show is not to harp on all the bad of it's because you said before and you're right we wrestling fans tend to get all negative and really harp on it for a while and i'm guilty as that i want to bring back the love and the the great things going on and harp on that and not get so analytical right, right, right. the cool things and one of my guests that I'm going to have is going to be Brute Force because Brute Force is going to tell you the story of a giant who works to f- support his family, trying to make it in the wrestling business, working in the knees with some names, trying to get that break. And that's the fascinating stories of the wrestling world that I love. Here's a guy who's not making any money at it yet, just getting some, some exposure. How is he going to make it in business? And those are the great things that I want to bring to here. I, I'm pumped that you call Brute. And uh, I'll definitely be talking to you. Yeah, listen, Bruce Ford, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. You too. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, folks, we go from Brute Force, and uh, I'm not sure there's a theory going on here that it's possible, but uh, we have a, a guest on the line calling a 732 area code. Who is this? You're live and on the air with Pure Gold and King Firehorn. Hello? Yeah, who's this? This is Colonel De Beers. Oh, jeez. This is my one and only legendary uh, host, co-host, uh, King Sauls. 
King Salty, man, I wish you were in the studio with me. Pure Gold is fantastic. The studio's fantastic. It's going well. Say hello to the world, baby. Well, hello, world. This is King Sauls, and I'm excited to be uh, on uh, with you guys right now. I've been listening to a few minutes of it, and I can't agree with my partner even more. I can't wait to attack Vince McMahon. I believe uh, he's got it right. We're going to bash Vince McMahon. We're going to bash wrestling. We're going to bash the current state of affairs. I'm, I'm excited, too, uh, Firehawk. Let me tell you, King Salzy is my tag team partner in taking it back for the fans. I want you all to put your hand on your listening device right now, okay? All of you listening to Pure Gold. And heed my words as together we can fix it. If you believe, we can fix it, okay? And if you want to pay me to book somebody, I will do that. I want to book a show for you. Folks, those of you listening here in Newark on 1640, this is Pure Gold. We are joined in studio by King Firehawk, who is going to be one of the talents airing live starting in March. And his co-host, King Salz, is on the line as well. Now, uh, Salz, let me ask you, since uh, you said you just happened to tune in there and, you know, ripping wrestling uh, left and right, we were talking about the whole Jack Swagger incident. We were talking about that. Um, give us your take on, do you think that he's going to be fired? I mean, what do you think is going to happen with him being caught well, with weed and booze in the car under the influence, as it were? Well, unfortunately... We live in a, in, a, in, a, in a society now, and I'm sorry to put my political uh, ball cap on. As, as you'll learn when you listen to the Three Kings show, it's pretty much ADD type, where if there's a thought or a process or a story that comes in, the rest of the stories will get tossed out the window, and we'll just kind of <laughs> focus on the here and the now. Um, if this was 20 years ago, I'd say no big deal. I'd say they'd toss it under the rug, or if you remember... If you remember when Jake had his supposed drinking problem and he came back and how Lawler just abused him, abused him, the same type of storyline would have been done, especially in the Attitude Era. But today, Vince is so hypersensitive and the public is so hypersensitive. I can't see how for a little weed or uh, – what else did he get caught with? Weed and what else? And and alcohol. They they found weed in the car. All right. Well, when you have a guy walking around like rye bread, who is back, five times the size of a human being, nothing. There's not a natural plant on this planet that can make a human being that big. It's all completely chemical. As was Batista. As is Mason Ryan. As these guys got paid off the like. By the way, I'll be doing that for ten months yelling about him. So that that's my point. He's going to be made an example of because of something that was, you know, a naturalized plan, whether you, whatever your political beliefs are on that, as opposed to Vince keeps supporting these guys that inject themselves like heroin fiends and take a guy who had a little alcohol and a little, you know, weed. Who knows what his medical condition was? Who knows if he has aches and pains? But in today's PG society... He's going to have to suspend him because it's an illegal substance. It's something that society frowns upon. And as Firehawk and I have talked many times, I'm a firm believer that Vince, who is P.T. Barnum, he's a modern-day P.T. Barnum, if he's smart, can absolutely ride this into a long storyline, which could lead eventually to a belt and have the ultimate you know, heel 
who's an addict, who's uh, drinking and smoking, but he won't. No, he'll take not. an awesome storyline and he'll make it completely vanilla because the Fruity Pebbles of the world need to run the show. No. Bland, boring, a marketing phenomenon who has no skills other than to body slam somebody, salute, and put a five fingers in front of his face and wave it. Brings nothing to the table. And you have somebody with character, somebody that can have potential to go somewhere, Vince will squash it. Because all the little Jimmies of the world all just want to put their fingers in front of their face. You can't see me. You can't see me. on a roll here. Listen, um, yeah, you know, sorry. The, interesting is that the interesting, not to cut you off, but you mentioned the whole uh, woman's policy and we talked about that, but you have a guy like Randy Orton who's already failed enough times to get fired and they basically, you know, retconned it as it were and said, well, that last time didn't happen, so he's still on two strikes. And it goes to show you that if Swagger does get fired or, you know, he pushed and he's, you know, they're going to bring back a Sunday Night Heat just to put Jack Swagger on that show or put him on the internet somewhere. Um, if he does get fired, you'll you'll just see the way the WWE works. You know, this guy's going to push up a lifetime, which could be a great character. And, uh, you know, like we said, Deb Colts are cutting great promos. But in this situation, he's probably going to get the can. If he does, it shows you, you know what, they love Orton for his lack of talent and ability. But, hey, you know, Randy Orton, third generation, whatever, whatever. Um, Bingo. And, and that's the problem, you know. And uh, I know we, we have some other stuff that we need to get through here. Uh, so we do appreciate you calling in. If you want to give, leave us with a final thought, I know we're going to talk about your show for a bit, but tell us, what, what did you say? Since, you know, Pat's already here and he's running his mouth. What would you <laughs> say that the Three Kings show will bring to 1640 AM Ironbound Radio? Ironbound Radio is about to get a whole heat of <laughs> iron molten love of wrestling, TVs, movies, comics, you name it. Folks, I challenge you to even think for a second what we're about to do to your minds. We're going to blow it wide open and make you think thoughts that you never even realize that are possible in this world. To quote the great Alex Jones, who uh, my man Firehawk will tell you about, even off the air, you're about to learn about a whole new world that you didn't know existed, a shadow world <laughs> where up was down, left was right, good was evil, and most of all, you're going to be entertained. It's not just. It's not going to be pure gold because that's you. It's going to be pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and let me promise you right now, because we all know wrestling's a business. Of course. I am a blank NASCAR. Anything that wants to sponsor us and come on this car, baby, I'll sell anything for you. We're here to make money, become rich, and take it all in, baby. Pat's losing his mind over here on the other. To uh, quote the great <laughs> Shane McMahon, yeah. "Here comes the money." <laughs> Listen, King Southley, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, you can call in anytime you'd like. And I definitely look forward to you and Pat with the chemistry you guys have and, you know, uh, ripping things left and right. It's going to be some good stuff starting on Monday, March 4th at 6 p.m. Awesome. Ironbound, I am out. <laughs> Folks, that was King South, uh, the co-host of King Firehawk, a.k.a. Pat from New Jersey from Busted Open. As We, we need to wrap up here with Pat because uh, – our other, you know, soon-to-be colleague is uh, sitting here to my left, and we got to get to that. But, Pat, give us your your final thoughts. Excuse me. I keep saying uh, King Firehawk. Give us your final thoughts. Well, I'm just going to wrap it up with just basically saying thank you to you guys, and uh, and I uh, appreciate the chance. And uh, Firehawk, as I was going to tell you the story real quick, came out of uh, dealing with a bookie when I was in my 20s in order to call up and make a bet 
they had to give you a code word, and that was the code word they gave me. And then as, through the podcasting career that we started, I figured I don't want to say things as me and have to be held accountable for it. So let me create a identity where I can say, ah, I was just doing a, you know, doing some shtick there. So that's where that came from. But I just want to say to you guys, yeah, starting March 4th, you know, right here on 1640 AM, Ironbound Radio, North New Jersey. We're going to give out all the information today of the show, really get going. We're bringing a great wrestling show, meets comic books, meets conspiracy theory, meets pop culture. But I can tell you, as you probably already know, those are on the days when I run out of wrestling talk. I don't think I'm ever going to run out of wrestling talk, but that's what we're going to do. Listen, uh, King Firehawk, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And, folks, we'll be right back after a couple of breaks here, a couple of spots, with our next colleague who's going to be joining us here on 1640 AM. I am Radio in New Jersey. Just hang tight, folks. Hey guys, this is actress Sadie Alexandru, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best in entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. I'm Lisa Mateo of the Pix11 Morning News in New York, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Welcome back, folks. It is Pure Gold here on Wednesday, February 20th, 2013. We are using last week, this week, and next week as a platform to introduce the new talent on 1640 AM Ironbound Radio, and that was, I want to say Pat from Brick, but I, I know his real name. Yeah, on that. Well, it's not even from Brick. You're thinking about Pat from Brick who calls WFM. Yes, I know that Pat from Brick. This is not Pat from Brick. No, I am not that one. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're using the... But I live in Brick. How ironic. That really? is ironic, well, yeah. So you are Pat from Brick. And I love FAN. This is the real Pat from Brick, then. <laughs> so we are using the, the this week and next week as um, ways of introducing the talent, sir. One last uh, quick nugget before we introduce our new talent is that okay. next week's Raw should be interesting. They are going to have Rock versus, uh, not Rock, Punk versus uh, Cena to see who goes to WrestleMania for the title shot against Rock. The other thing is that they have, quote-unquote, Vince McMahon versus Paul Heyman. Obviously, definitely, maybe you're going to have, uh, you know, a Brock Lesnar run-in, and then maybe Triple H to save Vince McMahon. Wait a minute, didn't Vince have hip surgery? How is he going to be fighting? I think, he, I think he's fighting him, and then Triple H and Brock are going to just start their feud oh, on the road to WrestleMania. That's my prediction. Well, I agree. Of course, that's probably the case. I'm not – I mean, their match is summertime. I didn't watch it, of course, but the whole day was pretty good. Uh, I think if they were going to have this match at WrestleMania, they should have saved it to be the first time, not the rematch, because it pretty much guarantees that Triple H is either going to be killed in the ring or he's going to be Brock Lesnar, which is ridiculous. So, sir, so what's what's interesting, we'll, we'll definitely get to more wrestling talk next week. What's interesting is uh, our show, Pure Gold, is like a microcosm of all the shows because we talk about everything and anything. So we just did yeah, wrestling, yeah, and now we're going to switch uh, switch topics and talk about uh, another new show that we have starting yeah. on 1640. Absolutely, and it's interesting you say it, Joe, because you're right. We talk wrestling. We talk sports. We talk. We've talked religion. We've talked uh, pop culture. We've talked politics. The Pope for life. We talked about the Pope <laughs> last week, which is you know interestingly enough, and I think that's the sole reason. It's right now our fourth most listened to episode ever in the 140 some odd episodes that we've done, and we did a whole 10 minute uh, yuck fest on the Pope and, and Joe being Catholic is just an insult yeah, to his, his belief. <laughs> but it was funny, you know. Obviously, it was all done in good fun. Not, not, nothing insulting towards the Pope. 
But it was just interesting because we talked about that. And as Joe mentioned, we are joined here live in studio by Jean Simone. And the interesting thing about Jean is that, you know, she is one of the, the new talents coming on. She's going to have a show called Jean's Rendezvous, which, interestingly enough, will be right before King Firehawk and King Pals with uh, the Three Kings show. But the, the interesting thing is that, you know, Pat has been doing a show uh, for a while. Uh, Jean is actually in school right now and, and dealing with this on a regular basis. She, you know, this is like a dream of hers. So, you know, we're providing her the ability to have her show to talk about it and, you know, to tell like like it is as she sees it. So, Jean, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here tonight, you guys. So, tell us, Jean, what is your show about? My show, well, I want to break it down to a little bit of everything with uh, topics and music and also culinary corner. Um, my first career is actually I was a chef, and I'm back in school now for communications, which I'm actually practicing on campus. But um, a little bit of everything, and um, I'm hoping that people will tune in and enjoy it. And from there, I'll play it by ear to see what else they want. Have you had any shows on the Internet? Um, on campus, actually, I do international news. Okay. Uh, um, am I able to move? Yeah, yeah, sure. Anything. <laughs> on WSKU Radio, on St. John's University Campus Radio, and it's awesome. And we, I do international news, classic rock, and sports. Folks, we literally cover everything. We have professionals <laughs> from all aspects. We have people who have been doing, uh, you know, podcasts like Pat has been doing it for a long time. We have guys, you know, John Paul Gonzalez, who's one of our talents. He's never done a show, but he's been on our show, and he's spoken up that episode to basically do an entire show by himself. You know, we have Christine B, who's going to be doing her Spirit Blaze radio. That show, again, somebody who did it over at FDU, and Jean does, has done her show, and she's done the programming at St. John's University. Now, you mentioned culinary, and that's interesting because uh, Joe is uh, Joe has this thing, and it's funny, but my wife, when, when I, I go pick, basically what we do is I, you know, leave my daytime job, which does not need to be mentioned, and then I'll go to my house, Joe meet me there, we'll go. My wife will usually give us food, a sandwich or something. Joe, for some reason, refuses to eat it to the point where we have this conspiracy in my house, and my wife thinks that Joe has a problem with her cooking, but that's the point. <laughs> but Joe never eats, so tell us, Gene, a guy like Joe who has, like, problems with food, how would you, as a culinary master, get this this Italian, you know, wacko over here to eat some of your food or some of your, uh, you know, delicious treats that you can whip up in the kitchen? Well, I, I you know, I understand when he's coming from also. I, well, I was brought up in a home where my mother never bought anything cold in her can, so it was like everything was so fresh. I respect that, you know, but we're also all New Yorkers or from New Jersey. We're all young. We'll go, go, go. But I could definitely, uh, I love to improvise. I worked under pressure for a long time. So anything you throw at me, Gina, I don't like this, or I like this, or if you challenge me, I want you to convince me to eat lentils, for example, and I hate lentils. I will definitely win you over with that. Um, I actually, uh, basically, uh, being spontaneous and improvising is my best uh, skill with cooking. So, And I'll do it in a realistic manner for that you could be able to buy it nearby your home and also prepare within, like, even less than half an hour. You know, what sucks about about this aspect of it is that this is radio, so if Gina's cooking, you're not going to see it. It's not going to be on YouTube. You know, you need to have a cooking show. We, we need to turn this into, like, a, a studio with cameras and everything so you can do your show and you have, like, a nice uh, open fire and, you know, cooking some stuff up. Joe, but let me ask you, you being, you know, we've had this whole Olive Garden conversation before. What's your favorite food? Let's see if Gene can, can uh, whip that up, hypothetically speaking. 
I mean, my favorite food, I'll just tell you that, you know, anybody that goes to Olive Garden, I've got issue with. I mean, <laughs> in, in Jersey, there's so many different authentic Italian restaurants. Yeah, well, this. maybe some of us don't have, you know, Mr. Moneybags, like, yo, I'm going to spend 150 bucks and drop it, you know, like it's hot at, uh, you know, what, what's uh, the restaurant that you always talk about, the one in, uh, I always forget it. What, Paisano's in yeah. Rutherford? I mean, how how much am I going to have to spend at that place? The Olive Garden, yeah, it may not be authentic Italian food. You know, I don't give a you know what? It's like saying, oh, I'm Hispanic and I don't go to Taco Bell because the food is, is an authentic Mexican taco. You know what? Whatever. Just forget about that. Just, just forget about the Olive Garden thing. Tell us what you like. Gene, I, I gotta admit though, we do joke around with the stuff. I, I don't, I have no, I have no beefs about Olive Garden, especially if they want to sponsor Pure Gold. Uh, <laughs> so I have no beefs against any place uh, on the air right now. We can talk off the air, but uh, no beefs uh, with Olive Garden. I just want to. I guess if do you cook authentic meals or do you cook any type of meals? Like if I said um, I, I want lasagna, um, any type of pasta dishes, uh, do you like that or do you make authentic? Dishes towards what your you know your specialty is. Well, I have traveled to Italy. I've been the first one I've eaten in people's homes, and also and the pizzas over there. It's the same though. But I've taken people who are native to Italy, and they show me their dishes from the region. But um, I could definitely make you something authentic or something like um, Italian American. But either way, actually, it's Italian cuisine. The one cuisine I haven't really practiced on much and I'm learning from. So you tell me, Jean, you know, I feel like lasagna, actually I would make you one with bechamel, white sauce, not with ricotta, which is the one we grew up eating here in the States. You know, so. it's funny that, I mean, my mom used to make a lasagna with uh, hard-boiled eggs in between to give it extra flavor. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I've always loved. Uh, and nobody else makes it. No restaurant makes it. So uh, when my wife tried to make it, she really did a good job. She put the boiled eggs. It really gave it good flavor. Um, the one thing I'm starting to regret, DG, is... Um, the fact that she's on Mondays and instead of Wednesdays. I mean, it would be great to have a little segment with Jean and have her cook something for us and then us taste it on air and, and tell us uh, well, how good it is. You know, one thing we've always wanted to do in the show, and we've talked about, you and I have talked about this extensively, is when you listen to WFAN, which, you know, Pat has listened to, of course, we listen to extensively, you have your Boomer Science Sportsman or, you know, CBS Sportsman, and most of them are kind of nonsensical. I always love hearing Mike's take to some of them, like, these guys don't know what they're talking about, and I can imagine him going nuts. But I've always wanted to have a segment on our show, and I've tried with multiple people for whatever reason it hasn't worked. But let's say Gene's Corner, whatever the case is, and Gene can call on the show on Wednesday, and we can talk about food with her for five minutes, or she can give us her recipe of the week. I've always wanted that type of segment on our program because not only does it break it up, but you know what? Sometimes Joe and I get tired of, of talking for an hour and a half straight, and we'd like to have something to break up the show and kind of add a little flavor, you know, ironically to it, pun intended, and since we talk a lot of nonsensical things and we're just kind of all over the place, why not have something like that? So if, let's say, hypothetically speaking, but not really, if Jean were interested, we could have her call in, and, you know, if she could, or, you know, pre-tape a segment and do something where we're talking food and we're talking, because I love to eat. Um, i say yes to all of us later like to eat, except for Joe, because he has, you know, some, some mental blocks in my food. <laughs> but uh, I think something like that would be great. Jean, what do you think about that? That would be a lot of fun. I'm all for it. And um, I think what another great idea would be if us go out to eat with our families or our special someone, that we actually will give feedback also. Like, if it's happening good, it's great service, you know? And um, what was your favorite and not favorite dish there, you know? If you could put it. 
So culinary is just one aspect of the show. Give us another piece that you probably the best aspect of the show. It, it probably is. But give us the other aspect again that the show's gonna be about. Well, my my goal is actually remember your Abby just passed away recently. I grew up with your Abby. I would love to be the next year Abby. Obviously not her. I will never take her place. But be my own original your Abby in a certain way. I want to give positive feedback. and want to call in any questions or whatever. Put great music. I like a little bit of everything from rock, classic, house, everything, everything. And um, and then I have a little corner where I give you a quick recipe that you can realistically prepare that day. Or if someone, a lady calls me and she's like, Jean, my kids are driving me crazy. They want to eat asparagus. What can I do? I'll help her be able to prepare it for a way that the children will be able to love it at the end of the day. And no co-hosts? I would definitely love to have people come in and be interviewed. And um, actually people also from the radio station from campus. And um, also I know some very known musicians. I would love to interview. Them and you know, really? up and coming talent, I want to help promote also. Jean seems to be hiding these things because I had <laughs> no idea that Jean had these types of connections. And uh, the interesting thing is that you know, I've, I've known Jean for I don't know how many years now, mm-hmm. like seven years, but it's you know, we just kind of like uh, talked one day on the internet and then you know, Twitter, Yahoo, etc. etc. And uh, finally, you know, having her come here in studio to me and to, of course, do the show, and, and you know, the fact that she's interested in radio and wants to do talk radio, it's just, it's crazy because of all the people, and again, Pat is somebody that, you know, I've heard on Busted Open for a couple of years now, finally got to meet him today for the first time, got to meet Gene for the first time, um, and a lot of the different ways you get to know people, and, and we're trying to build this up, this station up, into something where you have everything. Now we actually have something that we never had before, you have cooking, you know, uh, that to me is, is awesome, and when I listen to Boomer and Carton, it, it kind of makes me sick, but at the same time, a little jealous. Like, they're, you know, there's mm-hmm. stuff in their faces, and they're, they're eating food from, you know, an ex-restaurant, and they sent Subway sent over food <laughs> or whatever the case is. That, that's what I would like here on the show. We need to talk to the local restaurants here in Ironbound and get some food, you know, promote that <laughs> on the air while we're stuffing our face and ruining these things. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, Gene, can you give us a story without maybe naming names of somebody that you've helped um, either – on the air, off the air, uh, some, somebody that uh, you've made a positive influence on, and now you feel good about that? Um, that's a great question. I actually, just closer than what you think of, I should not be given any names, but then again, um, the best way I could tell you is the radio station on campus. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm 30 years old, so everyone's much younger than me. Just keep all, all the ages and go back to school and in school, but everyone's younger than me, like 10 years or 11 years younger than me. And um, the most quietest one out of the crowd in my station are actually the ones that open up and speak to me a lot because they're so comfortable. And um, they actually come to me as a big sister for advice. But even though she um, observed me a lot and they thought I was kind of snobby or too quiet or... I don't know. I'm not like that, though. But, you know, they're different. Their conversation's different. I don't know who all these rappers are or, you know, what the latest <laughs> YouTube stuff that they're watching. And I think it's kind of silly, but I respect their... That's, you know, that's their age. That's their trend. They come up to me and they... They tell me that I actually um, I'm a good influence for them. That they're actually they actually look up to me. They tell me I'm like wow. Like I guess I really need to sit better and be better around them. And they're actually observing a lot of people. And, and this is for all of us. People are actually observing a lot more than what you think, especially not even at home, but also around you at the workplace or even outside down the street. You know. So uh, yeah, my classmates. Well, I hope that there's not people observing us as we leave, uh, <laughs> you know, Newark in this area. Um, just kidding, folks. We love you all. But, um, Gene, tell us, your show, you mentioned Dear Abby, you mentioned all these different things <laughs> that you're going to have, and you mentioned artists. Do you 
we we like to do everything on the show. If you look at our website, you'll see uh, you know Miss USA. You'll see professional wrestlers, the big time professional wrestlers. You'll see former famous football players, or you know, recently we had a famous New York man on the show. So we've covered everything. We've had comedians, we've had actresses, actors, you know, people that we grew up. If you were to get a guest, hypothetically speaking, you mentioned somebody that you know. Um, is there any name that you could mention, or somebody you you think possible? Um, of course, don't make anything up, but uh, you know, give us your take on that. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I actually attend Hillsong in New York City. Oh wow. Church. And Hillsong United um, is actually a very known band. Very known, yeah. And um, not only in the Christian world, but also in the not secular world of music. They're very high up in the Billboard charts right now. And their music's awesome. Even people who didn't know that they were Christian rock band, they were like, actually, their music is really awesome. I'd like to hear them. I didn't even know that that was a church. So I would love to have them over. Um, and I also have this, there's a new band. There's two brothers from the world that they made a song in their garage. And it's just doing so well now. They're called Disclosure. And they're coming to New York soon. And I'm looking forward to going to their concert. And I'm oh. hoping to get in touch with them to come here and interview them. That that would be pretty cool because, you know, again, a lot of, and, and you know, King Firehawk and I, Pat, a.k.a. <laughs> we've discussed this. Booking guests is not such an easy thing for the program. I can't tell you how many tweets I've sent out. I can't tell you how many emails I've sent with no response, no reply. Uh, send the same thing five or six times. I actually had one person that we wanted to get on the show, and I won't, I won't mention any names, but she um, she actually said she felt, I don't know, uncomfortable because I was so persistent. But what she doesn't realize, and Joe and I, of course, he knows, I'm persistent with every. If I want to guess on my show or if I'm interested, the only reason that I've gotten the response, and again, if you look at our site, you see, you know, 80-something guests. The only reason I've gotten any of those people on is because, A, you know, they're nice people, most of them, or B, it's been email after email or tweet or whatever the case is, and it's not easy to get in touch. So booking guests, it's a great aspect of the show, but it's not easy because so many people just don't respond or don't reply. So I encourage you when you do the Hillsong and, and whoever else, just try and try and try again. And, you know, you don't get anything. I mean, maybe you'll get blocked on Twitter, but, uh, you know, who cares about that? That, that happens to everybody, right, Joe? Yeah, it sure does. And, uh Again, stories that we don't need to be talking about the air. <laughs> so it looks like, sir, our Monday lineup is set here. Uh, I, I guess Gene leads off and then get, throws it to... Yeah, throws it to uh, King Firehawk, the Three Kings show. So we're going to have Gene's rendezvous. And you know what? I know this is... Uh, I, I have to play this soundbite because I, I did not get a chance to play it before. Live from 1640 AM, Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey... This is Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe. Yes, it is. Pure Gold back here at 1640 AM. And, sir, Monday, the beginning of the week, what we're actually going to have, and uh, it, it's just crazy the way that everything is coming together. Right now, Wednesday is just Pure Gold night, and Thursday we have the John Paul Gonzalez show. Those, so those two, the all-in show, those two right now are, are by themselves. But Monday we actually have three programs back to get back. We're going to have an all-Spanish program Right before Gene's Rendezvous from 3 to 5, we're going to have a guy named Jimmy Danger. And Jimmy is a Telemundo personality, somebody who has uh, Spanish radio, Spanish TV, somebody who's, you know, all over the place, live billboards and everything. He's, you know, he knows a lot of different people. He has his own television program that's premiering on Telemundo soon. And he's going to be doing a radio st- a show here at 1640. So Monday, 3 to 5, is going to be his show, followed by Gene's show from 5 to 6. Like I said, Gene's Rendezvous. Six to seven is going to be the Three Kings show, so that that'll be our Monday lineup. Tuesday night, we also have the heavy hitters coming up because 
From 3.30 to 5, we have Olga Gonzalez, who was already on our program, and she is actually, sir, Jamie's co-host on his Telemundo show. So she's going to have a show for an hour and a half with her co-host. We're going to have uh, the Spirit Blaze radio show with Christine B. from 5 to 6. There's a lot of Christian music and Christian talk. From 6 to 7, and then 6 to 8, as it morphs, it's a Ken Reedy show, which is wrestling, 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 until you want to be sick. <laughs> because his program is all wrestling. Then Wednesday, of course, you have the icon, the main event, the showstopper, the headliner, pure gold. That would be awesome. person I have to you know, knock it out of the park, as it were. Um, then on Thursdays, we have the all-in show with John Paul Gonzalez. And John Paul is actually the guy that was inspired to create the all-in message that he got that inspired the New York Giants to win the 2011 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 46, my New York Giants. Uh, Jets suck, by the way. And uh, then on Friday, we close it out with uh, Kingdom, I believe it's called the Kingdom Show or Kingdom Principles with Andre, who's going to be joining us from uh, 5 to 6. And then Andre was here. He has not actually been on the air. He's going to call in next week, so he's going to be able to call us next Tuesday when we do our final Tuesday program before the beginning of March. And then, again, Jimmy Danger will be back on from 6 to 8. So Jimmy's on Monday 3 to 5 and 6 to 8 on Friday. So right now he's the only person doing twice a week. And he really wants to get his program and get his, his show and all the, you know, the influence out there. So we're excited about what we have, sir. And I'm working behind the scenes, Pat, connecting with somebody up in Boston, up in Beantown, wow. possibly bringing some programming, uh, either, you know, simulcasting it here on the show, just uh, here in the station, just to get more of a, of a wide variety. What can I say? I mean, we've gone from uh, all Portuguese music <laughs> to finally an influx of pure gold. And now we have a lineup weekly for your Absolutely. listening pleasure, which is very nice to hear. Um, so, yeah, starting March 1st is um, when we kick off the new network. Should be good. It's good to meet the talent. Oh, of course. And, and uh, I mentioned this earlier, but we are. I am working on a website. So, you know, I have uh, Gene's profile is up. Uh, King Firehawk, a.k.a. Three Kings <laughs> show, that's up. Ken Reedy shows up. The All In show is up. And, of course, Pure Gold. Now, Gene, um, you know, as we, as we close out here with you, tell us, if somebody was was uh, tuning into your program, uh, what do you hope? What do you hope that they would get out of it? If somebody's going to tune in at you know five o'clock on Monday, why do you think they should stay and not change the station to something else? That's a great question. Um, Monday's the hardest day to start off. <laughs> First day of the week, you're like, oh, I hate Mondays, especially at five. You're coming out of work, you're like, oh my gosh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I'm hoping that not only not only me, Gene, but everyone who has their show on Monday will you know will Make you guys start off the week really well, look forward to the rest of the week, and you always want to come back and tune in. You're always being uplifted in every way possible, even with those impossible situations. Or if you just want to vent, so be it, call. We want to be that family that's not biologically linked to you, but you feel welcome and, you know, just always want to come back and listen and be like, oh, my gosh, awesome recipes, realistic for my schedule. And then the guys with the wrestling, I love it, you know, it just brings back so much memory. And also you have Spanish-speaking uh, radio, what else can you ask for? We're covering everything. We definitely are covering everything, and that's what that's what I love. At the and I said this before, it bears repeating since we have two guests here in studio. At the beginning, when Joe and I were doing our show, we said to ourselves, or I said to myself specifically, you know, is it too much? Are we covering too much? Should we focus on one thing? And at the beginning, we talked a lot of wrestling, and as time has gone on, we've talked much less and less. Um, we're probably going to be talking about more with football being over, baseball being uninteresting for a while. Um, of course, us being Mets fans, but I think the variety is a great thing, and everybody has always given the positive feedback. They love the variety of our show. 
When you look at our station, it literally runs the gamut of everything. Other than like alien conspiracy <laughs> stories or whatever, UFOs, which, you know. We'll have that. Well, there you <laughs> go. Pat, Pat, Pat's going to be, you know, <laughs> some, non- some nonsensical things on the, the Three Kings show. But, you know, we're looking at possibly getting an MMA show on the air. We're talking, you know, wrestling. We have, uh, again, religious talks, talking about the good Lord, uh, Christian music, non-Christian music, you know, Spanish uh, issues in this area, community issues, you know, which is a lot of what Andre's show is going to be about it, and even John Paul because he's a public speaker. Joe, we have literally anything and everything. And as I've said before, you may not like every show, but we have a show for everybody on 1640 AM. Well, like I said, it's a microcosm of our show, what uh, the network has become. So it's great to have you guys on board. I want to wish you a lot of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And def- definitely welcome aboard. Uh, sir, well, I want to close out the show with uh, probably a couple nuggets. So let's take a uh, one last break and we will be back. And, uh, just want to hit on some hot topics in the news um, and just get your thoughts on it. So we'll be right back. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hey, this is Lisa Marie Latino of Longshot Productions, and you are listening to Pure Gold. You are listening to Pure Gold Radio. I am actress Laura Jean Salerno, and they are David and Joe, and they are bringing you all the upcoming inside exclusive information on everything sports and entertainment ever. Hi, guys. It's Alicia from WSU Wrestling. I want to make sure that you check out Pure Gold every week, the best talk radio out there. You can hear guests just like me at puregoldpg.com. The reason I played that last clip, there's a specific reason, sir. Now, I was looking at the Twitter today, and Alicia, who you like to call Master's Alicia because she went out there and got her master's degree, interestingly enough, and we'll talk about this when we have her back on the air soon, I actually saw her the other day at the mall, but I didn't get a chance to talk to her. Alicia left WSU Wrestling, and so did Rain, who was also on our show, Joe's favorite guest, and a bunch of other different, uh, you know, talented women have left women superstars uncensored because of some management issues. And, you know, she's she's decided to come on the Pure Gold Airwaves and air her grievances and tell us what happened and tell us why it changed. So hopefully in the next coming weeks, uh, in the beginning of March, we'll be able to have her on, sir. So I have to throw that out there. Well, thank you. Um, I did not know about those grievances. So, uh, yeah, good to have Master Alicia back on the air. She hasn't been on in over a year, I think it is now. Very so, long time, yeah. Yeah, so um, let me just get to a couple of topics, sir, just get your take on it. Um, the New York Jets, New York Giants, uh, in terms of uh, we're in the offseason now, they're making cuts to get under the salary cap. It seems like um, a malcontent on the New York Jets once again, quote-unquote best player uh, on the team. I, I guess he can be when he's healthy. But this Darrell Rivas has really gotten me quite annoyed, sir. I mean, he's talking about how the Jets didn't contact him while he was injured. Uh, they didn't talk about restructuring his contract. It, this is a guy that, um, for some reason, Rex Ryan thought they could build around and, and make defense work around Darrell Rivas. Uh, this guy is always – it's always about the money. I know that every player always talks about the money. But this guy always wants to restructure his contract, and maybe it's just the way he does it. But it just turns me off on how he feels like it's all about him. It's not about team. Uh, at this point, I mean, if the Jets could trade him, I don't know how much you could get for him coming off an injury, sir. But uh, the Jets are are not going to win next year, obviously. So you don't need 
You don't need somebody like uh, a Darrell Rivas, a malcontent on the team. At this point, trade him, get some draft picks, get off the team. All he wants is the money, and I don't even think he cares about winning. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Sir, are you really going to talk about Darrell Rivas and Malcontent? Do we need to be more depressed? We're going to talk about the Jets. I look at Darrell Rivas, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not the third year in a row that he's talking about holding out and having contract disputes with his team? Yeah, you're wrong. It's not the third year in a row. It's, uh, it seems that way. Uh, I just had to throw it out there because his name was in the news. I think you're wrong. I think it is the third year in a row. Because this has been going on for years, sir. His issues with the team and not wanting to play and, and all holding out and stuff, this has got to be the third year. It's got to be. But not in a row. You're full of it. All right, but when you look at Darrell Rivas, yeah, he is uh, coming off injuries. You know, it's inarguable that he's the best player on the team when he's healthy. But, sir, honestly, I, I don't understand that he needs to get – they need him off this team. But the problem with that is you trade him now coming off an injury, you're not going to get much for him. So let me ask you, as a Jets fan, would you prefer to keep him, see if he does well, and help the team win next year, or just get rid of him and get whatever you can? That's – I'm definitely going to – decide that, I mean, I would decide to get rid of him um, and see what you could get for him. Hopefully you get a number one and, and maybe a number two, but I, I don't know. Coming off an injury, it's going to be rough. I just think that this is the type of attitude that you don't need on the team. You don't see this um, with teams that win. The Jets are just discombobulated. Uh, for them to keep Rex Ryan was a joke, too. Uh, they get rid of the general manager. They keep the coach. And, um, you know, Somebody like Revis, just uh, all he cares about is getting a new contract and getting as much money as he can, which I don't begrudge him because, again, there's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL. Um, you want to get as much guaranteed money as you can. But uh, Darrell Revis is not going to be the, the, the factor if the Jets you know, win one more game or two more games. He just needs to go, I think, at this point. That's all I want to talk about because we're limited on time. Um, we're... I know baseball is right now. This is like the the most boring part of the baseball season, the, the spring training. The most boring part of sports world, basically. Terry Collins. I just want to get your take on this. Terry Collins, uh, the the beloved coach manager of the New York Mets, <laughs> uh, made a speech to his team uh, this past Monday or Tuesday. Says that we're all professionals here. It doesn't matter, um, you know, how we got here. But we're all professionals. We got a great pitching staff. We have a chance this year to be elite. Now, when he says elite, does he mean having a player whose first name is possibly Eli on it? Because I don't know what crack. You know what? As a matter of fact, I, I, I got I to gotta play this. I have to have this soundbite here because this is a perfect time for everybody out there listening to check it out. Stop smoking the Woody Johnson crack pipe! Because apparently Terry Collins is smoking some bad weed. This guy, and I, I get it. I get the, the need to feel, you know what, we we have talent, and the Mets do have some talent in the possibly you know, the bullpen coaches, possibly the concession stand, but this team, and again, I'm a Mets fan, as negative as can be, just as negative as they are about pro wrestling, the Mets stink. The talent that they have is marginal, it's minimal. One of their guys, sir, I'm not sure if you heard about this, I'll get back to Collins in a second, Henry Mejia is being held in the Dominican Republic because they are not sure how old he is. They're looking into it. The Dominican officials out there are looking into the identity of this pitcher, the guy who's supposed to be one of the future franchise aces of the Mets. This stuff only happens to this team. I'm surprised that the whole team hasn't been caught in PEDs or, you know, juicing or that whole biogenesis lab in Florida. 
You're right. The only good thing about, the, I guess, the Mets this year, or just the in general, is that the All-Star game will be at City Field this year. That is going to be the only time this year where the City Field is full of people. That's because true. Uh, this team is going to be terrible. Terry Collins needs to understand. The Mets, the pitching staff can be good, possibly, maybe. You know, I read on Twitter today, which I found hilarious, somebody put that uh, Ed Coleman was on the fan saying how uh, Zach Wheeler threw a, a, a curveball that buckled the knees of Justin Turner. Well, you know what? I can throw a 54-mile-an-hour fastball that would buckle the knees of Justin Turner because he stinks, just like most of the guys on this team. And, again, you may think I'm not a Mets fan or I'm a closet Yankee fan, but the truth is that the only guys on this team that anybody else would want in the, in, on the starting team is their first baseman, Ike Davis, and the third baseman, David Wright. That is it. Their outfield, it, you could put Pat in center field. You could put Gene in left field. Joe and I will put two, one of four outfielders in the outfield like in softball. The Mets have no talent in the outfield. Their second baseman stinks. Ruben Zahada can't hit. John Buck's going to be their starting catcher because Travis Dino is not going to be. What is Terry Collins looking at? We don't know what we're going to get at Johan Santana. They're bullpen. Sir, the closer of the Mets, who is he going to be? Tell well, me, please. It's a straight ball, straight fastball, Bobby Parnell. Bobby Parnell throws a 100-mile-an-hour meatball right over the plate with no movement on it. This guy, I mean, yeah, he has talent, I guess. You know, but you're telling me that Bobby Parnell is going to be the closest to this team? That's about 15 guaranteed losses, blown save opportunities. First week of the season, there's only like six games. He's going to go 15 games in the first week, sir. <laughs> the other big nugget in baseball before I, because uh, we're running up Wait, on. Wait, sir, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh-oh, he's finding Mike Francesca's nugget. i, I got to get this clip. The New York this Mets. This is how I feel about the New York Mets. <laughs> they sure do. Um, the one other big hot topic is um, it seems like, you know, on his last co- year of his contract, Robbie Cano, don't, don't you know, is, uh, you know, it's, it's time for Whoa. the Yankees. It's the time for the Yankees to make the decision. Should they make him the franchise? Should they give him a huge contract? Wait, is he worth, what is the point? The point is A-Rod is old. He's banged up. He's, you know, his two hips. He's done with the PEDs, all that good stuff. Teixeira is not, you know, a, a person that you build around. Is this the type of t- player, sir, that you give a big contract, give him $25 million a year for seven to eight years? Um, would you trust yeah. Robbie Cano in being the franchise player that the Yankees might want him to be? That's all I have to say about that. You know, Robbie Cano is a, is a good ball player, a great ball player, has amazing talent. But he goes into these monster funks, and the truth is Derek Jeter's old, sloppy, washed up. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is done. A-Roy, he's, he's out of gas. I think that Cano, you got to build your team around him. And, sir, I mean, the Yankees are going to be in contention, no doubt. But I don't see this team winning either, you know. Maybe maybe Terry Collins meant when he was talking about we're going to be elite. Maybe he thought he was managing the Yankees for a minute. Isn't it possible? It's possible. The, the AL East. Maybe Jack Swagger gave him some of that stuff that he was on, and he got arrested. He was going to Terry Collins' house to get some more. I mean, the AL East, sir, is, uh, is going to be all bu- uh, bunched up, I think. I think you're going to have a bunch of teams uh, barely above 500. And I think the Yankees have a good shot as anyone because, you know, on paper, the Toronto Blue Jays look good. But then again, the Florida Marlins or the Miami Marlins last year looked good on paper, too. And look how they finished. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, I think the Yankees could be right in it. They got a decent pitching staff. They have a decent lineup. Um, But Cano, it'd be interesting to see if they rip up the contract and give him a new contract before this year because his um, agent is a one Mr. Scott Boris. And we know that Scott Boris 
likes to get the most money for his players. So all about the money. All about the money is Vince. I think Vince and Scott Boris are the same person. <laughs> uh, we just don't have that confirmation at this point. Gene, I gotta ask you a question since you're, you're still here with us. You mentioned sports. Uh, what teams do you like? Do you follow any teams? Um, I actually like rugby or football, which we call soccer in the U.S. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with those sports. Whoa. Those are where the crickets play. <laughs> <laughs> I know Joe is a huge rugby fan. Uh, huge. So you like soccer as in like a uh, yeah yeah regular. Yeah. Yeah. What what soccer team? Barcelona. Okay, so they right. lost today, didn't they? Yes, they did. They lost to yeah, AC Milan, right? Oh, Milan's awesome too. So. Yeah, and thanks for Neil from uh, Belleville to <laughs> let me know that uh, AC Milan beat Barcelona today two nothing. The replay's on tonight on Madison Square Garden, I believe. So uh, that's that's a big upset. Sorry to hear about that. No, no, I have to support also my team, St. John's University and Red Storm. Of course, definitely. Of course, in the basketball now. Of course, they're in the Big East, and again, this this wasn't on the docket as it were. But, um, you know, we, we talk about all different types of sports, and I have to throw it out there. And, Pat, since you listen to WFAN, or what what teams do you like? Well, I'm a diehard Yankee fan oh, since day one. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, like, an anti-Met guy. There goes, there goes if the that's possible. Show. That is now off the air. You can forget about that. Got a cousin who's a diehard Met fan. I feel bad for you guys. Oh. But uh, I love the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Hey, you want to trade me Revis? I'll give you Romo in a second. <laughs> Let's do that deal. Let me ask you, Pat. Um, Joe, since Joe just mentioned it, what do you think about Cano? Should they lock him up? You know, it's a different Yankees without Steinbrenner. And I admit, I am spoiled by winning because I used to sit there in the 80s the out with nobody the around. The reason we don't like <laughs> the Yankees is because the guys like you spoiled. We haven't won a title in 20-some-odd years, almost 30 years, and you're over here talking about, I'm spoiled, you know, five world championships. <laughs> that's not enough. Yeah, if Cano can hit in the playoffs, sign him. So this is the last chance we get to see. And if he doesn't, I don't even think the Yankees will make the playoffs this year. They just look like... The gas is out of the Ferrari, so to say. But I, I have no problem with him going elsewhere if he's not hitting in the playoffs. Well, they've got the U who's going to be playing over there at their base. Uh, I hate Red Sox. And I'm no A-Rod guy either. So what do you want for him? A cup of ice? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm hoping, you know, for the sake of the Yankees, they got it. Like, I do like when Yankee fans say, I hate the Red Sox. I mean, I must hate Johnny. I, love the Red Sox. I hate Johnny Damon. Oh, I hate yeah. Wade Boggs. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else do I hate? I'm Wait, the... why do you hate Wade Boggs? No, I'm saying Yankee fans. Oh, you're saying Yankee fans? Yankee fans that hate Red Sox that end up on the I can the never team. root for the Red Sox. I mean, they help me win cool, but they're they're Red Sox to me. You're like, uh, you, what, what about uh, Roger, Roger Clemens? Uh, another one. He's a Red Sox. They trade my favorite Yankee of all time, David Wells, to get him. So, believe me, I'm no Roger fan, that's for sure. Sir, we're coming up to the uh, end of the show. Let me, yes, we are. Let me just talk real fast about uh, basketball. Because, and that's all the time we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> real quick, though. Uh, we, we reached the unofficial halfway mark of the all, you know with the All-Star break. What's interesting is that um, during the All-Star break, uh, February 17th was Michael Jordan's 50th birthday, so they made a big deal about it. And all the talks came up two years later after I made my rant on the Fantasy Phenom 1 about LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Uh, yes, LeBron has all the physical talent. He, he's playing on a different level nowadays. If you if you pay attention to the last six games that he's played, he's playing on a level that nobody's ever played for. He's, he's shooting above 60%. He's scoring 30 points a game. He's just a beast. But you know what? All of that, I still think he's mentally a soft player. I would still take Jordan over him any day. I think Jordan had that killer instinct. Yes, Jordan had a couple other people around him to su- surround him to win those titles, but that, that whole talk came up again over the weekend, sir, between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. 
you know, we talked about soccer. Doesn't he own, or is he a part owner of a soccer team? Is it in Barcelona? LeBron? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's part owner of a, of a team. Jeez? That I'm not familiar with. I'm going to do my more contact. Yeah, I'm going to look, I'm gonna look this up, but yeah. uh, I know he has something to do with a soccer team. But I'm surprised sir, by that. Since you mentioned, um, you mentioned the whole thing about LeBron, I honestly don't understand, personally, I don't understand how anybody is going to sit here and say LeBron is as good as Michael Jordan. Yeah, he may be physically talented. That's not saying much. You're talking about the great, well, again, people can say Bill Russell. They can say so many different guys. Um, you know, Will Chamberlain, who's you know scoring 500 points a night, uh, you know, pretty much playing by himself against five other players, getting the ball left and right when there was, you know, no three-point arc, all that stuff. Michael Jordan had a will to win like nobody else. Joe, I know you'll agree with this. If he had not retired due to the unfortunate horrible accident with his father, the tragic death, he would have won eight titles in a row. I think that this guy is on a level that LeBron can't touch. Win five in a row and then come back and talk to LeBron because the truth is, this guy was soft in the playoffs. Mike Francesa seems to think he's going back to uh, Cleveland to go win a title over there when he's done here, in, in, uh, which would be good for his legacy, I guess. But, I mean, he's not Michael Jordan. People can stop comparing him. Hell, I'd take Kobe Bryant over him simply because Coney, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe has a will to win. He has a hunger and a desire that most guys don't have, and LeBron does not seem to have that. He had to go to a super team to win a title, which he should have lost if your scumbag Celtics had gotten the job done, sir. Good segue, sir. Tonight, Lakers-Celtics at the Forum. Uh, unfortunate death of, uh, unfortunate passing of Jerry Buss, the owner of the L.A. Lakers, 80 years old, died of, uh, I think, kidney failure, had cancer. So, uh, unfortunate to hear that news. But Lakers-Celtics tonight, what a way to close out the show. We've had an eclectic show, sir. Talked about, uh, as much as we can, tried to hit the big sports, talked wrestling, talked about the new shows that come up on, on um, Ironbound Radio, 1640, Sir, next week. Sir, uh, I got to cut you off. Oh. I actually bought into Liverpool, England yes. Liverpool team. Th- that's where I would play the cricket sound because I don't even know what the hell that has to do well, with I anything. Well, I actually got out there because we were talking about soccer. You were talking about soccer with Gene, so yeah. I have to throw that out there. Cricket, sir. Let's let's close out the show. Let's talk about how we're on next week on Tuesday night, not that's Wednesday. Right, because somebody decides that he has to have a birthday party with his daughter. Yes. Somebody says, aww, aww. The little baby, little baby's gonna have a birthday party with his baby. Now, sir, listen. Uh, happy 50th birthday! It's, just, it's, it's gonna be great. 50? Well, I have no idea how old you are. Nor does anyone here. In I don't care. Barely 21. Yeah, right. Sure. That, that, that's what all the criminals say. But, sir, next week, next Wednesday, because of your birthday, because you have to have the unfortunate, uh, you know, misfortune of, of uh, you know, 30 some odd years ago, Wednesday. Um, we're not gonna have a show. We're gonna be doing a Tuesday night, 6 to 7:30 show. And with all the different programming that we have coming up, folks, this will be the last time. You won't catch Pure Gold on a Wednesday night between 6 and 7.30, unless, of course, we change the time. But um, whether it's me, whether it's Joe, whether we have fill-in guest hosts, co-hosts, whether Alvaro is doing reading the paper here, well, we're going to have something because with our Monday through Friday schedules being packed with different shows, we're not going to have the luxury of being able to switch nights and switch times. So uh, next week we'll be on 6 p.m. on Tuesday night. And, folks, make sure you check us out. Check our website, puregoldpg.com. Check out the brand-new ir1640amradio.com. It is under construction, but I have uh, many of our talents who are gonna who are there with different pictures and stuff. Again, uh, you can call them next week at 714-364-4721. Always love giving out the call number when the show's over. But, folks, uh, we thank Gene so much for joining us for Gene's Rendezvous. We thank King Firehawk over here joining us in the Three Kings show, and, of course, his co-host, King Sal, 
and Brute Force and Joe from Baltimore and all the other awesome fans that, that we had tuning in. Hopefully, they'll be able to check us out. Folks, here in 1640, we bid you farewell with, as always, our little uh, our little show closing, sir, as it were. What's the name of your show? Uh, pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Yes, we are. Good night, everyone. We will talk to you next week.